Hello, you're listening to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. If some of our discussions and tips are working for you, why don't you grab a 15-minute call with us at ecommercecall.com. We'll see whether we can help scale your e-commerce business. We will quickly see if we're a fit or whether we can recommend someone else to get you where you need to go. The worst case is you'll have a fun 15-minute chat and regardless, you'll come away understanding a lot more about your business. Book a call at ecommercecall.com. Hello and welcome to the Hammersley Brothers e-commerce podcast. This week, we are revisiting optimization for the product page and going through some of the new things we've seen for 2022, what's working now, what isn't, and what's still fundamental to the growth of an e-commerce store. There's also some free training on product page optimization in the show notes. So if you pop your email address in there, we'll send that over to you right away. Without further ado, let's get started. Good morning, Ian. Good afternoon. How are you? How are you doing? I'm all right. Yes. Excellent. Another podcast, another day. And I love the podcast. On our themes of podcasts, it's come round to the product page. Again, we're going to talk about the product page today. So, I mean, like we've done the product page and there are some really good podcasts we've done on the product page. So, I don't necessarily, I think we'll, the difficulty is some of the people who are coming to the podcast will be listening to us the first time. Some of the people have been listening to us for a long time. So we've got to, what I'm going to try and do is kind of cover some of the basics, but also some of the new things that kind of like we're seeing over time. And I, and I, I encourage people who've, you know, if this is the first episode you're listening to, to kind of go back to some of the other product, product page ones we've done, particularly the product page checklists and things like that to kind of cover some of the, the basics. Obviously, we don't have to cover the same things over and over, but it's it's one of the fundamentals of of, of e-commerce, isn't it? Product, product page. Mm. Everybody's got to go yeah. through the product page to buy a product. You know, so it is is essential. And yeah, it's becoming yeah, that's the land. I mean, it's become the landing page. And often, you know, when I'm talking to people, I'm saying think of a product page as the website. You know, the one page website almost, because everything needs to be there, doesn't it? Well, that's, you know, I think, yeah, if you look back at the early podcast that we were talking about, the product page, it, you know, we were saying, and this was like, you know, three or four years ago, we were saying that, you know, the product page is the new landing page, you know, they no longer came through the home page that, you know, there was an explosion of, of paid advertising online that took people straight to the product page. That was Google Shopping, Facebook product ads. And, you know, so, so the product page is that new landing page. And therefore, once you, once you realize that that's the first page people are seeing, the product page is the first thing they see, you realize that the product page has got a big, big job to do. You know, rather than them coming through the home page, the collection pages or category pages to the product page, by the time if they've come that way, like they used to do 10 years ago, because, well, we, you know, 10 years ago, you know, we, we, it was, it was, text ads it was natural organic now of course it's it's it's, it's product advertising product mm. page comes straight to product page so that was that was the that was the biggest kind of change yeah um and that was what we were talking about before and i know just to just to go through the other things that we always used to say was that how do you know if your product page is working and we and it was it was it's well, how many people had to basket because if you're an e-commerce business how many people add to basket and the, and the average add to basket stat, you know, gun to our head that we always benchmarked 
was 11 percent yeah now if the average order value was 500 pounds or 500 dollars obviously you know your your add to basket is actually going to be a bit lower and that's okay but you know we always used to say add to basket 11 percent and if your add to basket is low most of the time although it wasn't on a call today that i had with with an e-commerce client but most of the time if your add to basket is low it's because the add to basket um, bounce rate's high. Mm. So the average bounce rate on a product page should be less than 60%. Or we should probably so now say, seven. with Google Analytics 4, we should probably say the engagement rate is low. We have to change, well, our, change our language. Yeah, yeah, we should. We should do. Yeah. But that was where, that's, where we got, that's where we got to before. Yeah. You know, the fundamentals was product pages is a, is a massively, massively important page because it tends to be the big landing page. It also tends to be where you're paying your paid, you, you know, your advertising's going. Yeah. So it's a key page, it's, and it's got a big job to do. And it shouldn't bounce any more than 60%, and your ad to basket should be like 11%. Well, which is pretty punchy. I think what be would be interesting is because recently, you know, we launched. We launched a, a brand, a new brand. We call it the Demo Store, sales bedding. Most people listening to will know what it is. Um, and, you know, we went through a product page optimization on that. And that was really the difference between, you know, we started out the first couple of months, we were getting terrible ROAS, probably like 0.8, something ridiculous. You went in and did a few things to the product page. And then we started to get two to three, maybe three and a half ROAS. And the differences that you made off the top of my head was, I mean, we, we did upgrade the, we did upgrade the images so that the images were better. So, you know what I, I added I added mainly trust and credibility. Yeah. Um, well, look, and I added, there was already some, added, there was already some trust well, and credibility there. So I'm just trying to get it to specific because that's, that's really well, the, the big difference. Like the, the images, look, I, actually, I, if you look at the images, some of the images that were on the older ones were still there. So they weren't necessarily the issue, were they? Yeah. No, the images were fine. It was really, it was, it was adding trust and credibility. And, and so we've been featured in, you know, one or two publications and presses and, and we've got some really nice reviews from, uh, from customers. And I showcased them. I pulled them out. I pulled out the little assets that we had mm. and I showcased them on the product page so that when they landed on the product page, um, there was an authority and a positioning feel. So we, we you know we positioned the brand as you know, to have credibility that they were in the right place. That was the first thing that I did. And what's and interesting, if you think about, is that we didn't have yeah. like loads of trust pilot reviews or third party reviews because we hadn't actually built that up. But we actually brought that to the website on our own without paying for that at the beginning because we hadn't the reviews, and that worked. That was enough, wasn't it? Which is interesting. Yeah. So it's yeah. Well, the business the business that we that we did it with, you know, had had a, had a good history around them. You know, they mm. had thirty years worth of trading. You know, they'd supplied to some you know some pretty big some pretty big hotels actually, and so we we basically leveraged what little we had. Yeah. But we yes we didn't we didn't have you know any massive we didn't really have any trust bound reviews. We had reviews, but we didn't have the trust bound reviews, and it was like so we couldn't say you know we were you know thousands of trust plant reviews so we just had to leverage what we had and, and and i i remember you know i think often if you've got a business that's got you know 60 trust plant reviews it's not enough and you really need to you know almost 
you know, leverage what you've got until you build up your reviews, until you've got, you know, quite a few. I mean, maybe a thousand or so. You know, because mm. at the end of the day, right, you are asking people on an e-commerce business, most of the time you're asking people to stop buying from their existing supplier or, or a, an e-commerce brand they've already heard of and buy from you instead. Yeah. Why the hell would they do that? So mm. that's, that's, a, that's the big question. So I think you know, what I was just saying before, and Mark, I tell you what, well, Mark told me off as we were just chatting to get ready for this podcast. He said, he said Ian, you... you you chat a bit too much. Well, I think and, really you, you know, should you don't just let... you should just let me talk and just occasionally grunt. To be honest, because well, yeah. I'm the star, and I so because I feel I'm in danger, Mark, of going down one of those little little rants now. Yeah, it, you know, I've got, I've got, you know, I've got something in my head I want to share. I'll share it and tell you what. If you go too long, I'll I'll sound the buzzer like one of those football okay. buzzers, or we need a whistle. Yeah. Probably a whistle. That would, yeah, we'll do that. That would freak people out. We're walking the dogs. And just say, just say, stop, <laughs> fool. Yeah. But, but you know, there's the flow, the product page is an important page, right? And and the whole flow of an e-commerce business, in my opinion, can be summarized as, as, the, as the following flow. And so knowing that people land predominantly on the product page the first time they ever touch your brand they're landing on the product page then you 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 have to greet them so you have to you have to give them a bit of a positioning so that product page has to has to position the brand to show evidence why the visitor should invest their time here so think about like a like a positioning statement so you know if you're selling you know curtains you know, you'd say something like UK's largest curtains in stock available the next day or America's you know, largest 20, curtains. Yeah. yeah. America's, America's largest curtains. That's another thing I tell you about, America, that would make sense. Given that we've yeah, got so many global so, clients is how obsessed you are with with England. Yeah. Listen, we have English accents, Mark. I know we do, but... You can't get away but from But the trouble this. is people listen to this thing, oh, bloody hell, it's just, you know, there's people in the UK and I don't even live in the UK. So you don't even live in the UK. Well, what? Okay, right. What I'm saying is, is that you need to have a positioning authority statement right high up in the header on the product yeah. page. There's no point just having something great. We have we see this all the time that businesses have, you know, a, a, maybe a lovely homepage banner that's got the trust and credibility in it. Yeah. But no one sees yeah. it because they're all lying on, the, that on the product page. A lot. They'll have the positioning statement so, on the homepage, and then they won't have yeah. it on the product page. Yeah. At the top. So we, you will have heard us talk about the busy restaurant test. Yeah. And that is becoming a continual thing that, you know, the busy restaurant test is basically you're walking down the high street and you see two restaurants. One of them's got three quarters full and one of them's empty. Uh, which restaurant are you going to go in? Which one do you trust? Even if you ask the chef, is your food any good in the, in the restaurant that's empty? And he says, yeah, it's amazing. It's the best food I've ever seen. Best, best food you've ever tasted. Your restaurant's mm-hmm. empty. You don't believe him. So the busy restaurant test is that authority. So, so the product page has to have, in fact, the whole website has to have that, that authority positioning of the brand to show evidence why the, somebody should invest their time here. And then the navigational flows. The product page has to then help them 
find the right product and and continue that discovery. So you can't just have a product page that's a dead end page. Mm. So and that's what breadcrumbs are. You know the breadcrumbs at the top. Yeah. You know that shows you categories, forward slash category, forward slash category, and you know that is an example of helping people navigate back to view all of the white trainers or you know gray curtains mm. and the, on all the related categories and related products on the product page that's all part of that navigational that's, flow so you know yeah they don't care i'll just say this one thing they don't care whether or not the product's in stock or it's the whatever price it is you know or when it's going to arrive until if they they've got to find the right product mm. so that's the first thing the product page cannot be a dead end page yeah so I've, I've got a lot to i'm 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 only like you know an eighth of way through mark <laughs> uh, so it has so, come up so it's coming up that's quite interesting good. so i was, I was okay. I'm, I'm doing the um i did the video yesterday for a company called twisted wares in america and they sell um like oven gloves with fuckity fuck on them all like for fucks you know like all these kind of crazy little things on it and one of their big sellers is is napkins so they sell funny napkins and things like that and you go and look at the industry and you look at who's doing well and someone's doing something similar with soaps and you can buy an Einstein soap and a um, um, Uranus soap and different stuff. And it's a bit like the Charles Turret where, you know, you buy five soaps for the price of four or something like that. And mm. what you've got to do on the product page is if that's how people buy, because obviously a napkin is like $12 or something like that. Yeah. You know, you've got to look at how people buy and it's all very well saying, Oh, we'll buy, buy 10 napkins for the price of eight or whatever, whatever your offer is. If you land on the product page and it's not obvious how to, you know, how to get to the other napkins so you can add the other napkins or you can move around the site, it's very difficult to actually buy in the way that you want to buy. So you know, let's say the average order value probably for a gift site in America is probably about 70 bucks. Probably the UK is about 35 pounds, you know, probably around those, those areas. So, you know, if you, if people want to come and they go, I really like that, but that's $12. That's not enough for my gift. But the job to be done is to buy a full gift for somebody and they want to move around their website very quickly, but they don't want to spend a huge amount of time doing it because they're buying it for someone else. You know, when we're buying for someone else, we don't spend as long, long time uh, looking at the product. So mm. if you land on that napkin and you go, well, buy six napkins the price of five or whatever it is, you've got to make it very easy to find the other napkins to buy to buy, you know, to, to actually yeah. get the purchase. So I've, it's one thing I've been looking at really uh, in a lot recently is, is value trees. So, you know, as you buy more, you save more kind of style. And if you have the value tree, first of all, you, you want the value tree to be congruent with your stats. So you want to have a look at your average order values and see where the, the, the trends lie and which, which people you want to motivate just to spend a little bit more. And then the second part of the value tree is to make it easy to do so. Because there's no, no point saying, well, if you spend over 100 bucks, you're going to get this. And you go, well, bloody hell, how do I spend 100 bucks right. on this website? You know? Yeah. So well, you're basically saying, you're basically saying you should replicate. If your online store was a physical store, bricks and mortar store on the high street, how would I lay the shop out? Yeah. And where would I put my tea towel? You know, I wouldn't have one tea towel on its own in the corner. No. I'd have it with all the tea towels. <laughs> no, exactly. And I'd have, a, I'd have an offer. So... That's what we're saying, isn't it? And, you, and you're also saying go with the flow of the river. If you see people naturally buying, you know, multiple packs of different tea towels, you know, make it easy for them to do it. Yeah. You know, otherwise it's like having a tea towel in one corner of the shop and a tea towel in the other corner of the shop and expecting them to miraculously go and find it. Here's an analogy. You know, it's not. 
One of my oh god, I love an analogy. Yeah, right, here's my analogy. So you know, when you have a physical shop, you walk through the front door, you see the shop window, you see the, the shop window positions you. You look at all the products in the shop, you see the stuff, you select something, you take it to the changing room. This is a clothes shop. You take it to the changing room, and you put it on the hook in the changing room, and you're about to try it on. Right? If you are landing on the product page, it's like a finding yourself for the first time in that shop, in the change room, looking at the garment on the hook. And that is the first experience you have at the shop. So that is what it's like landing on the product page. If you think about a physical store and you haven't seen a home, you haven't seen a home page, you haven't seen the shop window, you haven't seen the shop, you found yourself at that point. So therefore, mm. if you think about that and you're finding yourself in the changing room with the dress you're about to try on, you've got no, um, you've got no knowledge of what um, you know, kind of collection that's from, um, what it looks like on a model. You know, it, there's a lot of things you don't know that you would have well, known I, if you I, come I, through the, the front door of the I, stop, shop. Yeah, and the, the very basic philosophy of that is the simplest, the simplest thing you can do to improve that is the see more from this collection you know, mm. or see more black dresses or view all black dresses. So you take the same products that you've got and you then allow them to continue that discovery. Yeah. You know, which is just what you would do in a, in a physical store. Yeah. So, th- so I think I think generally, you know, there's definitely a, there's definitely a positioning authority responsibility, like a greeter mm. of the product page, which goes back to that salesperson number one that we talked about, which is the you know of e-commerce, which is the greeter. Yeah. Then it gets into the navigational flow, which mm. is helping them find that natural discovery of the product that they want. No dead end pages. You know, make sure the breadcrumbs are all there. And then I would say also to touch on this, like we had a conversation today with a company that was selling watches for £700. And because it's a high price point, you know, it's very unlikely people are going to buy the product. They're not going to add to basket. We want them to add to basket. You know, that's what the product page is designed to do. We're an e-commerce business. We want them to add to basket. They're not going to do it on the first visit or even second visit. So we're quite, we, we said, you know, this is where you start to consider whether or not we should get email capture. Mm. Because in some cases, you're far more likely to get the email than you are to get the add to basket, you know, never mind the bloody sale. So to so bring in the conversation around email, how do we get email? What, what are they doing? You know, and, the, you know, do they all go to the clearance category? Do they all go to the new category? How are we going to get that? But that was that's a sort of slight tangent but the 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 product page then once they found the right to the positioning piece the authority statement you've got the navigational flow so you've helped them find the right product then you need to create desirability or convincability so if it's a an emotional purchase like a you know beautiful dress you know you're selling the job to be done it's very much around lifestyle if it's a problem solving purchase like you know, a, a set of tools, um, then it's it's about convincibility that that can do the job. Mm. And in order to do this, you have to understand, the product page has to understand what the main anxieties are. You know, what what, what are the frictions? What do people worry about? Mm. So they found the right product. They go, okay, yeah, this is the UK, you know, US, US's largest supplier of wooden flooring, mm. you know, rated number one, you know, blah, blah, blah. It had found the right wooden flooring they want, and now they're starting to go, well, what could go wrong? 
you know, what what am I worried about? When's it going to arrive? What happens if I don't like it? Mm. What happens if, um, you know, it, it, it failed after a year? So you start to bring in all of the, the you know, the, the warranties, the guarantees, the price match promise, the ease of installation, the quality, you know, Lifeman, you know, Lifeman guarantee, all these kind of, you know, return policies and you're basically de-risking it. Mm. And, and, but then the product page job is still not done. The product page then has to bring in further evidence of trust and credibility. So it has to back up these claims because it's like going into the, the restaurant, asking the head chef of an empty restaurant saying, hey, is your food good? Yeah. You know, of course he's going to say the food's good, I know. but you have to back it up with evidence <laughs> of customers that have bought. And, and, and obviously that is when they add to basket. And then the, the, the product page then obviously passes it over to the basket, which is all about scarcity and urgency and giving people, giving people a reason to act now. And one thing you touched but on Mark, there was, you know, a lot of people go and say something like 100% money back guarantee, right? Now, that's been used so much that it's almost like saying nothing, right? Because it doesn't mean anything to anybody. What does 100% money back guarantee mean? Like, obviously, it means, you know, we're going to give you your money back and all that kind of stuff. But it's just, it's become such an overused term that it's got no teeth anymore. You know, like, so if you look at the mattress sites mm. that sell the mattress as well, they don't say 100% money back guarantee. They say 128, 128 day sleep, try at home, sleep trial. That's what they say. Yeah. They actually make it specific. So people can actually understand what that means and what it is. Because it doesn't mean anything when you say 100% we're going to guarantee. Because they know that people think, oh, there'll be some caveats to that. I've got to pay for the mattress to come back. And, you know, it's, it, it, you have to answer the question that people have. The other thing that, that you did well on the demo store was when you picked out the reviews to feature, you answered the question that people had. And the question that people had in this particular one, was I've been quite disappointed with what I've been buying on the high street. I wonder if I can get something better online. Or I'm quite disappointed with the quality I can get for the price on the high street. I wonder if I can get online. And mm. that's what you answered on the product page that made a, made yeah. a big difference. And that's when, and that, that's when you know, whenever we're looking at an e-commerce site, we do this anxiety test. So you know, the amazing thing about all of you now is that you can go and read the reviews of your competitors. Mm. And you can go and you can go and understand what they love about the competitors and what they hate. And and but mostly, when we do this, we don't do it to slag off or find some insider gossip about a competitor. We do it, we do it across the industry to find out what emotional state the customers in when they're buying the product. So if they're buying shoes, you know they're really bothered about. Well, will it fit me? Mm. You know, if they're you know if they're buying paint, they're bothered about well, how much paint do we need? Like, there's always some inherent anxiety in your industry. You've got to find out what that is. What I particularly, and then you've got to go to your product page. You've got to say, are we are we addressing yeah. that? What I particularly look for in those because I, I I was listening to some of the other podcasts and um and they were talking about the the review mining, and I think that. Yes, everybody knows you do review mining and you can do it. But the key of it is, is to find the language that people use when they're happy and when they're unhappy. Because that language is what you want to use. So like, I was looking at the, the Twisted Wares one, yes, I'm pretty sure it was yesterday. The word cute was used a lot. 
So it's the word cute was used over and over and over. Whereas on the, um, I think the the one we did for, what's the big kitchen people? Um, well, yeah. Um, pro, pro cook. cook. So pro cook was all about sturdiness. The word sturdy came up a lot. Um, truly truly non stick and things like that. Because what we're looking yeah. for is we want to mirror back to the customer the language that they will use when they are happy. Because they don't know what language they're going to use if they're happy. But if we can kind of model it, we can go, well, when they're happy, I know you will say this word. So psychologically, you're looking for this word. You're looking for this proof. And therefore, we're reflecting that back to them and making sure that that's what they're getting. The the difficulty is when you get the negative reviews, because obviously you don't want to you don't want to use those words in your, in your copy. You know, like, so like um, Twisty Wears again yesterday, it's like cheap. Uh, the word cheap come up or flimsy came up a lot. Um, so you've got to think, you, the, when you're going with the negative stuff, you've got to demonstrate the opposite of it. So, you know, like on the product pictures at the moment, it's just a picture of an apron, but, you know, you might want to have a couple of uh, you know, close-up shots of the stitching, double-stitched, you know, like mm. colour-fast cotton, um, you know, like a few things like that. So they, well, they, they feel like there's a quality development as well as something that's funny. Novelty. Yeah. You know what would be would be useful, I think. So when, when we do our big deep dive strat, in the, you know, one offs for the for e-commerce brands, uh, you know, we always have this little product page checklist. Mm. And should should I I just should I read out? It's like 10 things we check. Yeah, just go for it. Yeah. And should we just go through it? So the first one is, is which we've touched on before, but first one is, is there a salesman person number one greeter statement? And what we mean by that is, do we pass the busy restaurant test? Is there an authority piece? Because it's so stupid that people miss this. That the, you know, Is there a, you know, that, and, you know, and you see the sort of scrolling, you know, things, they might have it and it disappears. So do we pass the greeter test? yes or no on the product page the second one is is there a short elevator pitch just below the product title that really that really tees the product off mm-hmm. and that's obviously quite a missing so like what we're saying by that is on a mobile particularly as well they don't read the description sometimes the description is hidden within a tab mm-hmm. so we like to pull off like a line or two of text just quite high up underneath the product title that just says you know our award-winning best ever you know, yeah, particularly if it's a best seller. Arrives next like day. It's your best seller. It's like our yeah. best selling, um, you know, white duvet um, is raved about yeah. um, or something, you know, like, like in so, stock, in stock now. Um, yeah. So something that just really resonates. And often, really, that's that's what you were saying before. Mm. That's the, the anxiety, you know, what, you know, they're getting the language right. Yeah. Um, the third one was, is there a reason to buy now? And that was. Um, really getting into the offer architecture yeah you know because often there isn't a reason to buy now and and to be honest that's another podcast we could do for hours because mm. it's one of our favorite subjects that the, the, the a lot of people don't have the reason to buy now yeah um and remember most of the time people are selling selling things online um the, it, it's an emotional need driven by a rational justification so to be honest we don't need the stuff we buy let's face it you don't need the set of new garden furniture you don't need the new mirror you don't you know, we don't really need anything we pretty much make do with what we want but people want these things they emotionally want them it's an emotional need 
and they look for a rational reason to justify that emotional need. Yeah. Lo- most things are like that. So that reason to buy now is key. And that, the, that's where the offer architecture comes in. Yeah. So we talk about the offer amplification because you know, if you if you get that offer offer architecture right, you know, recruitment offers tied down, you've got to have that's got to be on the product page, primarily near the ads basket button, clearly identified and amplified. So what's the offer? Is there a spring summer sale that's gonna end Sunday? That has to be very clear. Um and the next one was was the other ones like is delivery cost clearly displayed next to the ads basket button? Mm-hmm. So are you telling them how much delivery is? Are you telling them exactly when it's going to arrive? Particularly for gifts. How long it's going to particularly take? Particularly for gifts. Particularly, yeah. it's essential for gifts. Yeah. People on a gift, we will not take the risk no. of ordering something if it's definitely not going to arrive before the birthday. So the seventh one is: is the returns policy? Um, a, is it a good returns policy? Is it clearly viewable next to the add to basket button? You know, and that's a an obvious one. Um, is there a, is there a clear in stock declaration so is there a big green in stock tick is it very clear that it's that mm. it's definitely in stock that's an obvious one um and and is the is the returns policy and guarantee clearly visible so how are we going to reduce risk and is that is that showing up mm. um and then things like if it's relevant is there a size guide located you know clearly so they can see where the size guide is um, is there evidence of third-party reviews or third-party authority on the product page? It's clearly prominent, so we can build the trust and, and credibility. Are, are we highlighting any reviews, again, for a trust and credibility, one that's hitting the main desirability or anxiety? So what is it? Is it hitting the job to be done? And that's when you were saying before about the bedding. You know, we knew that people were thinking, well, is this, is this you know, the, the ones I've got from the high street I'm not that happy with. I want something better. Mm. So we found we 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 might we got reviews that 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 answered that we put it on the product page. Um, Thirteen was are the reviews open and easy to read and accessible. Fourteen was is the is the founder story or the about us brought onto the product page. So that that backstory that all those amazing history and about us pages, the founder's mission, all that needs to come onto the product page. But it doesn't need to all be on the product page. But you need to lead them through to it mm. and you typically do that at the bottom of the product page you know you wouldn't put that at the top but you know people scroll down until they find the answer to the question they're looking for yeah so that's why on the product page we're not scared of having big long product pages because people want to scroll down let them yeah you know that's why we'd have the frequently asked questions open we'd have reviews open and we pull in the story and the history about the brand and we let we, you know that would be a part a, a way of of, of introducing them to mm. it. And then we talk about live chat. Is live chat open? We talk, is there an easy way to get back to it? If you're doing a first customer offer, is it easy to get back to it once it's closed down? Is a telephone, email address, postal information showing? You know, so they, they were, they were, that's, that's the main points mm. that we got to. Um, I think what you, you touched upon at the very beginning, you talked about a luxury product and i think that if you're selling something so the difference is so if i'm selling some garden furniture now everybody knows garden furniture is going to be a sizable chunk of change so you can have a normal product page selling garden furniture because people expect to buy that they expect to spend you know two grand or whatever on on it whereas if you're selling a watch that you know Mm. it can range from i don't know 20 bucks 
to $35,000. You know, it's if the majority of people, when they buy a watch, probably spend maybe 100 bucks, 200 bucks. That's the mainstream of of the watch market. And that, that watch market will be pretty dominated by what's on Google Ads. Google Ads always dominates the kind of middle ground. So if you're selling something luxury, it's different because the product page can't lift its own weight. As, as it, so a lot of the time with those luxury products, let's say you're selling a watch for like $2,000. By the time people get to the product page, the, 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 the watch needs to already have been sold to some extent. So that the product page is almost mm. not just the order taker, but you know you can have offers and it can remove the risk and stuff like. That. But the desire needs to be built. You've got to be. They've got to be quite warmed yeah. up, haven't yeah. they? And you know, so I mean, yeah, this is this is yeah, quite a recent conversation we've had with with a, an e-commerce brand, and um, you know, it's quite a big ask through conversion rate optimization alone to convince somebody to buy a watch for you know a thousand dollars that they've never heard of yeah you know it's a big ask and they have to have bought into the story before yes you do which is why you know which is why you know the caveat to everything that we're saying you know no one size fits all you know just like you know you walk down the high street and all the shops are laid out differently it's the same thing with online but the you know the fundamental part of it is if you are selling a, a you know a desirable you know item it's a luxurious emotional item like a watch yeah. you know a watch is not a problem solving like you know in the you know from a luxurious perspective when you get the you know it might be a replacement one when it, when it gets over to the thousand dollar mark it's you've got to create desirability and the higher average order value you know the, the more you've got to increase the desirability yeah um and it, it, yeah, basically, it, I think the difference yeah. is the difference is you know is that there's the same elements on every e-commerce business, but the experience that we've got to use is working out which of those elements we need to amplify in each case, because that is it's you know like you're a sound engineer, and you've got certain channels and things you can turn up which will resonate with the buyer in a different way. So it's understanding which one of those of the points we talked about for your market to resonate, to amplify the most, because one of them or a couple of them will make a much bigger difference to the overall sale of that website than some of the other ones, just because of where the customer is at in their mind. So yeah, that's, that's the nuance of it, isn't it? Yeah, and it also depends if you're selling other people's products or it's your own brand. Yeah. Obviously, if it's, your other, if it's other people's products... You know, you, you know, you, your, your number one question is why buy from you? Yeah, you know, and that's what you got to answer. See, that's different. When, you, when you're and selling, look, like, let's say, I was, uh, you know, I've got a, what a tag her watch, right? If I'm selling a tag her watch yeah. um, on Beaverbrooks, it's very different than if I would I created a watch brand selling something for the same yeah. stuff. Very, very yeah. different. Because because the desire's been made. The desirability is already there in the tag. Yeah her watch yeah and you are trying to decide where to buy it from so the number one question that beaver brooks have got to answer is not why buy this tag her watch over this tag her watch it's why buy this tag her watch from beaver brooks yeah rather than goldsmith yeah watch hood so watch has already been sold they want the watch they're just choosing who to get it from it's very different 
very different sale. Yeah, and that, but the product page is still a massively key page. But the, but the messaging is different. You know, you, you know, the, the reasons to buy from the Beaverbrooks must be there in the right place mm. where people's eyes are looking. And, and and on a product page, they tend to look at three things within a nanosecond, and it's the the the, the image, the the around the ads basket button. Um, which is, includes the price and the title. Yeah. You know, that's what they look at in a nanosecond. So if you want to get your core messaging across, it has to be in those places. Yeah. You know, it's no point having it hidden within a tab somewhere. Mm. You know, if it's a really, you know, if you're selling other people's products, you've got to answer that question. Why am I from you? If you're selling your own brand of products, you've got to create desirability or convincibility if it's a problem solving product. Yeah. So that, that you you get that fundamentally you've got to get that right, which you can do, which you can what do. You like that? I'd argue, I'd argue can. that you know someone selling tag her watches on the website better with a creative energy could disrupt Beaverbrooks quite easily. Mm. You know, yeah, it, it, they, 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 these these kind of old brands, there's no excitement to that, and that we are seeing that. Like, look at what Smart Home Sounds did with Sonos. You know, he came into a market you know like John Lewis and all yeah. that kind of stuff, and he created. You know, it's a re- you you want to buy from them because you feel like you're going to get a nice sound and they understand sound. So you're buying into that because it's fun and they understand it. But also they, they also, they also de-risk yeah. it too. You know, they, they, you know, we, we very much drummed into him, you know, smart home sounds and Andy, we said, to be honest, it all comes down to why buy from you. Yeah. And, you know, so let's think about it, you know, warranty periods, Returns policy, free gift with mm. purchase, you know, all, all those things. Well, you know, otherwise you go and buy it from John Lewis, Richard Sounds, direct from Sonos. Yeah. yeah. You know, technically his business shouldn't really exist, but it does because he's got this great credibility, you know, he's, he's, you know, and he's answering the right questions. Yeah. Yeah. And those are the things on the product page. Product page is the killer. If you get that right, yeah. you're halfway there. Awesome. Well, thank you very much, Ian. I'll let you go to bed. No problem. Yeah, you too. All right. Enjoy yourself. See you next week.